Good morning for the CJRU Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroxy, and returning to the show, I've got co-founders of Pockets Change. How you doing? Hey, hey, hey. This is Dialect. I'm the director of pedagogy at Pockets Change. Hey, everybody. This is Andrea Ferro-Haggerty. I'm the executive director over at Pockets Change. Excited to be here. All right, all right, all right. Which one of you guys would like to tell us the history of how Pockets Change was found? Ooh, I can share that. I think that... That pockets change came out of a feeling that many of us have that you know we we need to to learn about money and too often we're not learning about it in school we're learning about it by feeling like we're making mistakes and feeling like we're we're alone in that process pockets change was founded so that our students and our families and our teachers know that when it comes to money you know you're not you're not wrong you're not bad you're not stupid that we can learn about money together and we can take action together and we can start to change the way that we talk about finance and we do that by bringing together hip hop education and finance to really change the way that we look at how how we're taking action and understanding our money stories and and being able to share them together to grow forward all right dialect do you have something to add to that sure you know since you're asking about the origins of it and andrea gave you the reason why I, I can give you a little of the uh, historiography of how things happened. This really started with Andrea and the other co-founder, Pamela Kapalid, who met each other doing finance workshops for kids with a, a program that was just trying to do the best they could. And they were a little bit ahead of where things were, but not quite a robust finance program. And they were like, we need to figure out a way to make this more robust and to get this in every school. And they put together a 400 page curriculum. They asked me to come on. Um, I I really wasn't even consulting or doing anything at the moment. I was, uh, I did the layout for the piece and we put together this huge book and brought it to all the conferences, all the schools, everywhere. And all the teachers loved it. The principals loved it, but they said, well, we, can't teach it. We don't know about these things. We don't feel comfortable talking about this. So we got together and figured out a ways to start bringing it to folks. And we are sharing it, trying to do teacher trainings, talking to people about it. I've been a hip hop educator for about, uh, actually it's going to be, it's 20 years as of this month. And my focus has always been about efficacy in students, making sure that they know what they're doing. A lot of literacy work, a lot of test prep busting, all that kind of good stuff. But there was always a focus on how can students' life skills be enhanced by this? How can this affect their lives. Basically, teachers, principals, parents always ask me, how is all of this going to help them get paid? And I started bringing together some of my hip hop pedagogy with the lessons that they had going on. I think initially we did a Lincoln Douglas debate with freestyle rap. That was really a job prep program where you were not only learning to kick a freestyle rhyme on top of a beat as a rebuttal to something that someone said that was well researched. You were also learning how to handle that curveball when that person asks you in the interview, so what is your biggest weakness? And once we got that together, we realized we really did have something. And it, not just the pedagogy itself, but even myself as an artist, I noticed how much they prey upon artists. I mean, they've always preyed upon artists, starving artists, all that kind of good stuff. But they use us as kind of a canary in the coal mine for figuring out how they can basically take advantage of all sorts of workers. When you look at how Uber drivers right now are told, well, yeah, you have your own business, but you don't really have your own business. You got their logo. You have to charge what they tell you to charge. And if you step out of their lines, it's over for you. It's not too dissimilar to what the promoters in the nightclubs and what the record labels would tell us as musicians saying, hey, you run your own business. You have your publishing. You uh, are having your night, but really we own the venue. And if you step out of what we want, we shut you down. Also, we're taking a bigger cut than we probably should. So we were able to take all of these ideas together and create a space where students can 
one, put on some financial armor and have their money be more resilient so they don't have to be as resilient. And two, understand the ways in which they've already been affected by financial trauma, by financial discrimination, by all of the ways that big money systems make it harder for us to make individual decisions, but blame us so that we feel enough shame that we'll just give in to whoever is yelling at us the loudest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is a hip hop educator, just in case listeners don't know? Yeah, so a hip hop educator, and I'm going to speak from my perspective because it comes from a lot of different angles. Uh, it is a person who is either a practitioner or a part of hip hop systems. Um, I am an MC. That's my element. It's our MCs. DJs, beatboxers, graffiti writers, and oh, excuse me, and the dancers, the b-boys and the b-girls. Those are the hip-hop elements that are not only the ways that people express, but they're also the ways that people learn and the ways that people are comfortable understanding things. So hip-hop educators often come from one of those elements and are not only practitioners, but educators using their method to help students learn not only what they do, but absolutely every subject. Mm -hmm. Do you find these methods are helpful? Let's say if there's a curious parent that knows their son or their daughter loves music, do you find your methods are helping? So music is one thing. And music is a great learning mnemonic. You know, uh, if you have something that rhymes, people trust symmetry. So that's why they like things that rhyme. So a song has symmetry. Uh, even uh, the melody has symmetry as well. That is beautiful to people. Those create connections in your mind for memorizing things. That's great. The thing that I really dig about hip hop pedagogy is that... This isn't something that has to do with even necessarily music or a fad. It's about finding where you're at, what you need, and how you do things most comfortably. When it comes to our students, there's often this idea. I, I remember I grew up in the era of grit where they wanted things to be harder for your students. And it was like, it was harder for you and you persevered through it, you were going to love it. And that's not true. Uh, when I was 17 years old, uh, living in St. Croix in the Virgin Islands, I heard a little bit of hip hop on the radio and it made me want to learn everything about it. I dug into the history. I would go and listen to the mixtapes. I would watch the old videos. I'd read the interviews and check out the documentaries. And I wondered, why don't I care about my school this way, about the things that I'm learning? And it's because we didn't have culture around what we were doing. There was no context and there was no way for me to comfortably be myself in those situations. As you can see, I love to talk. I talk way too much. That is my element that works for me as an MC. But in a learning environment where I'm told to be quiet and listen to a lecture, I'm not connecting well. They're not liking the feedback that they're getting from me. And we don't have a good learning environment. When we can create you know, the ciphers as we do in hip hop, where the hierarchy is more situational. Uh, I lead at times, but you need to lead at times as well. And you need to do so in the way that's most comfortable for you. You will be amazed at how some of the hardest kids, the quietest kids, the shyest kids will be able to open up and actually engage with what we have going on. And I know to some principals and educators, that's like, oh, that's a disruptive classroom. It's a noisy classroom. It's a messy classroom, but it's an engaged classroom. And all I care about is that they care about what they got going on. Mm -hmm. And what hip hop is the way that we get doing that. Yeah. Sorry about that. What were the <laughs> challenges you guys experienced in the pandemic, in the COVID-19 pandemic? Oh, yeah, that's really great. You know, um, since I am talking about how I talk to us, Andrea, do you want to wrap about that? I know you know just as well as I the stuff that we've been dealing with. Yeah, I mean, we both get into this. And I think just kind of like the, before we get into the, the pandemic and, and, and going through that, just one thing to like echo off of dialect and like how he's sharing like this makes such a difference for students. You know, we're seeing students today, last year, even like last year's hip hop 
FinFest winner, um, Cleo DeJay, shared with us that, you know, she wouldn't have cared about financial literacy if it hadn't been shared in this approach. If it hadn't have come together in the way that it did, she wouldn't have been able to share her money story. And she talked about how Hip Hop FinFest and this approach of hip hop education coming together with money changed her life. And that it gave her this opportunity to learn more about finance and the history of the racial wealth divide, how to build general, generational wealth over time, how to take action within her community while also building things on her resume and just how big of a difference that made for her. And I think then kind of taking that back into the challenges we saw during the pandemic is we saw that it was hitting hardest in the communities that we were already working with. And when you talk about, you know, the the kinds of challenges that were coming up, you know, around food insecurity, trying to get access to Wi-Fi just to be able to take care of the basics with school, all of those things were were coming up with our with our students. And we really had to kind of take it back to basics, right? And and be able to create a space where we could have students sharing their own challenges and have some space to decompress because money is so emotional. Just the trauma that came up throughout the pandemic, our students needed spaces to be able to unpack that and to share how that was impacting them in the current moment, as well as the opportunities they saw for their future, their, their, you know, what they were doing with school, what they wanted to do with their careers. Um, It just was such an important space to be able to lean in and have Zoom rooms where we're like, hey, before we even get into spending plans, you know, we need to talk about what's going on in, in our lives and how do we hold space for that? Because that influences everything that we're doing, all the decisions that we're making and how we're trying to make our money go. Um, you know, that that whole idea of trying to, you know, take a dime and, and, and turn it into a dollar and, and the stress around that, um, we saw that happening throughout. And I think that the other thing too, is our students are still dealing with that. We're still seeing the echoes of that stress and that trauma. Dialect, as an amazing director of pedagogy, holds that space for students to unpack those things as they're exploring their money stories. And then our students are able to step into a place where they're able to share their stories. You know, maybe it's through making a beat, maybe it's through sharing an I Am poem, maybe it's, you know, creating a song for this year's Hip Hop Fin Fest, where they're able to share those stories in a way that uh, articulates those emotions and also creates change for for their community and shares what matters most to them. Well, it's mm-hmm. funny because the best might not even exist without uh, the situation we are in with the pandemic. We uh, I, I've often been reticent to be wild about using a lot of the aesthetic elements of hip hop because a lot of the things behind them are really what we're using in the classroom. We get folks who think that this is a gimmick and they're like, oh, you're going to make a rap song about compound interest. That's the old joke that we would tell. And we're like, no, no, we're not going to do that. It's deeper than that it's you know building this whole community and environment but we found when we're on screens together we needed to revert a little bit more to the old mr rogers schoolhouse rock uh, art uh, performing giving them something because you know they're they're in a much more passive place so that they can engage you know the big buzz term right now in education is asynchronous but they can engage asynchronously at different times uh we can't we're not there in the room to get the literal call and response back but in the zoom rooms we can create an environment where we rock give them ability to process in whatever way works for them and then they can put something together that they share back well when we were like oh well if we're teaching them these things and we're giving this performance we can allow their artistic side to come out and do some performance stuff you know there's an intention for this fin fest to be something where it is all of those hip-hop elements so all of the different artistic types can be involved and share theirs but one of the easiest ways to 
delineate something that you've learned is to put together a drum and speak over it in syncopation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, Dialect, I remember when you were on the show a couple of years ago, mm -hmm. is this still true? Many people would rather talk to their kids about sex than money? So actually, <laughs> what's funny about that is uh, I remember that was updated. Ooh two years ago? Something like that. It was updated a few years ago and parents are more likely to talk to their kids about money than sex. But now uh, the one that's still ahead of them, I think it was ahead of them before, terrorism is still the thing that they, yeah, they were more afraid to talk to their kids about money than about terrorism, which is still wow. kind of wild. <laughs> wow, wow. So what can parents do to educate? Let's say there are parents in certain communities, money isn't really talked about. We're not taught to invest in our own communities. What do you guys want to say to the parents that haven't been talking to their kids about finances? Please take a break and forgive yourself. Um, you are not a bad person for not having started the conversation that you were never taught to start. I was talking earlier about shame, and I've been doing a lot of research and taking a lot of classes about the way that shame affects us psychologically, how that's passed down through generations. And I really, to long and short of it, is how that is machinated by folks who are in power and want to make sure that we don't have much choice uh, economically or in the way that we vote. So basically, it's all right, y'all. You didn't learn this. The environmentalists say the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is now. Same thing with our finances. Let's start opening up and having these conversations about money. They're of vital importance. We need to be able to break the chains of the abuse that has been done to us. And the first step to doing that is understanding that you didn't create this. This was not your fault. They are unlikely to change these systems around us because they work easily, but you can change the things you're doing to get the things that you actually want. And that starts by talking to your kids. Okay. Do you have something you want to add to that? Yeah, come out to the Hip Hop Fin Fest concert. It's a great way to, to start some of those conversations in a really low stress, fun way. Um, the, the concert is open and streaming on Spondulix. It'll be happening on April 27th. If you go to um, hiphopfinfest.com, you can register with your family. And it's a great way just to be able to sit back for an hour and experience great music that students have put, in, put together to hear dialect speak about these things and to start to spark some of those conversations in a way of it's like we have to kind of slowly lean into those moments right of being able to talk about money and understand that it might bring up a lot of emotions it might bring up more questions but that's okay that's all part of the process and being all right with uh with those things coming up mm -hmm. what can we look out for in this contest in its second year i believe what can we look out for this year as compared to last year <laughs> well i think the first thing we can look out for is a really amazing theme um so the this the theme this year is wants or needs to so it's really a chance to share like what is your money story right when we say wants or needs to it's about making space for the things that we want for being able to take care of ourselves emotionally if you're a sneakerhead let's make space for those sneakers um but also having those money stories about the things that we want and the things that we need um, as a way to kind of like reflect on what matters most to us. Um, so I think that's going to be one thing that's different this year. Dialect, like, what, what would you say? Well, one of the things to look out for, because I'm, I'm trying to think about, you know, the entertainment aspect too, is that I think we're 
going to have more diversity of styles because we've opened up the contest to many more areas. It's now open to the United States, to Canada, to the Caribbean, and we've been able to get the word out to more regions. Last year, just to be real, we had a lot of East and West Coast, um, pretty localized in California, New York, PA, Jersey area stuff. And that's great. There's a lot of people in those areas. But this year, we've gotten a lot of outreach. We've got judges who are you know, from down south. We got people from all different places in the country. So I'm really excited. I'm you know, just also previewing because I've been hearing a few of the submissions. We've got cats from all over the country. And that's something that's really going to be different that I'm hype about. Now, what's your message to young people that they do want to get into the music industry, but they know nothing about what we're talking about? And they might listen to this interview. What do you want to tell them? They are ready to sign that deal and not do the <laughs> background research of what they're getting into. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Thank you. So if you're looking to get into the music industry, I want to know, I want you to know what you want to do and what you want to get paid for. Those aren't always the same thing. There are some times when you're asked to pay dues. If someone asks you to pay dues, uh, I want to know what union you get in when you pay those dues. Because a lot of folks will ask you to pay dues and then they'll run off with it. I want you to understand for yourself what enough means. Does that mean you want to tour the town? You want to tour the country? You want to tour the world? How many times for how many years? It may sound like weird to set huge and unimaginable seeming goals, but if you never imagine your goals, I promise you, you won't get them. Find out what enough means for you. Find out how you want to do it. Find out how you want to get paid, and you're going to be okay. Okay, do you have something you want to add to that? All right, so I got to toss this in there. Our um, winner from last year, Cleo Jay, we had just asked her, like, if she had advice for any students, what would she say? And first off, she said that, um, there's just this tremendous power in being able to learn and create and that by being part of the hip hop fin fest that she's really built this network of opportunities for herself. And so, you know, again, like, please come out, be a part of this community. There's, you know, tremendous, the judges dialect, like there's tremendous talent in the room that can also share from their experience, um, being within the music industry, you know, being able to ask those questions. And so this is a direct quote from Cleo DJ. She said, when it comes to thinking about, you know, Joining the Hip Hop Fin Fest if you're a student, just do it, go for it. Put yourself in the mindset that there's nothing to lose when you're trying something new. And when you put yourself out there, you're really helping yourself. Okay. And we'll, what do you guys want to tell Canadian students that are hearing about this for the first time, or again, want to get into the music industry, or maybe there's somebody that wants to be mentored? What do you want to tell Canadians? Yes, to the Canadians. Oh, man, I wish I'd, I was better with Canadian slang. I'm not, I'm not going to do it and, and get myself in, in trouble. I was going to be like, oh, the way that you could spend your loonies, but I think that's only Toronto, so like that doesn't even work. Anyway, Canadian people, what's interesting about when we talk about things coming from the United States is uh, there are a lot of specific differences that we have, ways that we say words, uh, ways that we measure things. I know we're, you know, not uh, getting metric, but the feelings that we have around money are completely universal. And it's important to know where y'all are at as folks, as a community, because the future decision makers are going to be basing decisions on the very emotional financial backgrounds that they have. So 
if we can have an understanding of where we're feeling, we can figure out where we're going. Do you have something to add to that? Yeah, I just say, you know, this is a chance to also rep your community, you know, to be part of, of the Hip Hop Fin Fest and come out for the concert. We're going to have live chat going on. It's a chance to share what matters to you and what kind of things you're seeing come up for your community. You know, our money stories are universal and there's something really powerful to stepping into a space and being like, oh, your story is my story too. And, you know, you're going to have things that are going on in, in your area of Canada that maybe you'll connect to somebody from a completely you know, different town, different area, um, different region, different state, different country, because we do have, you know, people coming in from all over. And there's something really amazing about that and being able to share our money stories together. Mm -hmm. And just a message, what do you want to say to the teachers now a message to the teachers that don't know about this, or they're teaching in colleges, universities and high schools? Um, What do you want to tell maybe high school? Sorry. (laughs) What do you want to tell the teachers that want to get involved in this? Oh, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love my teachers. And I know that what we do is often a struggle. I know that you're overworked. I know that you're underpaid and or underappreciated. And when we, folks come through with new pedagogies and folks come through with new methodologies, and folks come through with stuff outside of the current curricula, it's like, oh, man, another thing to be putting on my back. I want to let you know that what we're doing with Block Exchange is not stuff that you don't already know not stuff that you aren't already doing in your own way. We have put together lessons and plans, tips and methods so that you can make your life easier while helping students figure out ways to make their lives easier so we can make our lives easier. Yeah. And I think what's so cool about that too is, you know, at this time in the year, you know, we're, we're starting to get back into spring and maybe, you know, you have, you know, have an extra 15 minutes on a Friday, you can go onto the Hip Hop Fin Fest website. You can pull up a five minute video of dialect sharing, you know, here's how to explore wants or needs too and and write a quick poem. We, you know, we've got the songwriting tips on there. Um, we've got short writing prompts. It can be a great way just to bring in some innovation into the classroom. And then there's still time. There's still time for our students to to write their song this week. Um, The deadline for getting student song submissions in is is this Friday, March 31st. And if you're a teacher and you're listening and you want to get your teacher, you know, your students involved and you're like, how can I really make this happen in a week? We also have a a free educator info session, that same website, the hiphopfinfest.com. You can sign up up on there uh, every Thursday afternoon. Um, We do an educator info session for a half hour where if you're like, hey, I just need to get some tips on how to bring this and support my students in their songwriting process, or I want to do a watch party for the concert. How do I come out for that? We've got your back. We're there. We're excited to start money conversations with you and your students. Mm -hmm. And the contests, how old people can apply up till? So students ages 12 to 18 can apply for the contest and the song submissions need to be in by this Friday at midnight. And then the, the concert is over open to all. Um, so students, families, and teachers, and that's on April 27th. Okay. And do you was, guys, sorry, did you guys want to throw out your website? Yes, that's hiphopfinfest.com. I was just clarifying, excuse me, on Andrea that uh, it's midnight and that's midnight West Coast time. So if you're on the East Coast, you got till 3 a.m., but get it in by midnight. Come on. <laughs> All right. Anything you guys would like to say about the contest, songwriting, or et cetera, message again? Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I, what have we said that we haven't already said? said yeah i'm real excited about what we're going to be doing here we're gonna figure these things out together this is only our second year so we're looking forward to not only your submissions and your attendance but your feedback i want to know what you want to add so we can make more of it so we can build more together yeah and just to plug on some of the like the amazing and fun prizes 
Um, the students are able to win over $5,000 in prizes. So it's $1,000 in cash for the grand prize winning student song, uh, that pocket studio that, you know, dialect talked about that comes with equipment from Sony, including like a camera, wireless Bluetooth, shooting grip, tripod, headphones, microphone, just like an amazing array of, of materials to keep uh, creating on your own. And then when it comes to our teachers, we're also uh, the winning students, uh, teachers are going to be getting coaching sessions and access to a, a, a year of curriculum that they can keep these conversations going with. And then our students, we want them to keep being learners too. Um, they're part of a mentorship group so that they can explore creative careers as, as they move forward. Oh, How right. important is mentorship? <laughs> oh, oof. I mean, men mentorship is absolutely everything. You know, each one teach one is the best rhyme in all of hip hop. And it's something that it's really important in keeping the connectivity when it comes to finance and when it comes to kind of all learning, you can't just throw something at somebody and then bam, they got it. Uh, we need to be able to process. We need to be able to figure out. We need to be able to make mistakes and keep things going. I wanted to also quickly shout out as we're saying other things, you know, we're running uh, off at the mouth about program and about the feelings. I wanted to mention our partners that we're rocking this with, our, our peoples at the Hip Hop Education Center, Here for Good Texas, Morphin Minds, and the FFP Spondulix, which is a financial education-based streaming channel where the concert will be held live. Just want to shout out all of our peoples that are doing great things there. Oh, right. Any teachers can get involved. They don't have to only be high schools. So if I'm a college teacher and I want to take part, can I? If you can find some young folks, if you're doing like an after-school program or working with youth in your area that you have between the ages of 12 and 18, that would be great. If you're looking to be a mentor and supporter, that you definitely don't have to have necessarily high school students. You can be anyone, grade school, kindergarten, college, any sorts of ways. You can definitely get involved and help share with the youth. All right, all right, all right. I would love to thank you guys for just pouring out wisdom to our young people. Oh, no, thank you. I'm always happy to be here. It's great to, to hear your voice and, and rock again. All right, all right. Any final things you guys like to say in closing? Just thank you so much for having us. And, you know, everybody, they like, they joke and they say money talks, but so should we. So let's, you know, keep these conversations going because it makes a real big difference. All right, all right. That's right. Let's change the way we talk about money, y'all. All right. For CJRU1280 AM, I'd like to thank co-founders of Pockets Change. You guys can throw out your names again. Hey, I'm Dialect. Hey, hey, I'm Andrea. Thank you, guys. And thank you for the listeners for listening to this episode. Peace.